0: Day three Patriots training camp Gillette Stadium back with six rings and football things Andy Hart here alongside WEEI beat reporter Mike Cadlick. howdy Michael yo we're gonna start with your guy because I just want to get it out of the way (laughs) so we'll have plenty of news notes and anecdotes from the practice field we're gonna talk about Matthew Judon and his Mm non-holden holden happy to be here whatever's going on but I want to start first and foremost because this man spoke with (laughs) media afterwards and uh, we love to carry our storylines and uh, one of the storylines of the offseason OTA's mini camp was that Mike Kosicki is going to be a unicorn a weapon a playmaker a red zone force I've seen people say most likely bounce back player of the year for the Patriots X Factor was one of them all the buzzwords all the things I've read all over Twitter the internet um, through three days of training camp, how would you describe Mike Gasicki? One word, non-existent. <laughs> uh, so I appreciate your honesty.
1: Yeah, no. So again, three days of pure red zone work and Gasicki and Tyquan Thornton have been ghosts. Yes. Thornton has a built-in excuse. Deep, sh- sort of. Sort of. Deep threat. Um, someone who you're going to stretch the field with, take the top off. And you can't do that. Right. 20 yards in end. Mike Gasicki was supposed to come in here. And our friend Kevin Stone, doing the Football Journal, catch 12 to 15 touchdowns. Now, I may or may
0: not have made a bet with Kevin Stone. I took the under on the 12 yes. touchdowns and he will owe me a couple beers in a few months.
1: 72 hours ago, I would have taken the over. Now I
0: would take the under. Uh, yeah, it's, again, someone who they sort
1: of was marketed as the next red zone threat, the... The Hernandez to Hunter yeah, well, Henry's what's drunk, with all, all of video that that he's been watching. Nothing. Like it's yeah, right. It's all, <laughs> it's all just again. Gesicki has done nothing, and this is the part of the field where you would think he would do something. So and, that's it's very telling and it's a uh, concerning. I mean, scale of one to ten, I'd probably put it at like a six. Like what the heck's going on? Because again, you're three days in, so take it for what it's worth. But you would think that he would at least have a couple, you know. Highlight real touchdown grabs by now.
0: Old friend Mark Farinella from the Attleboro Sun Chronicle chimed in on Twitter um, about this topic with with you and I and said, you know, it's the third day, no pads. And there's some truth to that. It's the third day. Right. It's his first season. No pads, all of that. I just thought he was the type of guy that might actually shine in that environment as the quasi wide receiver, right. tight end threat who may or may not even really like contact and physicality. I thought this would be the time. And that when the pads come on and the coverages change and different things, maybe that would alter the way he's used. So just something to um, monitor, keep an eye on. Yep. They are going to use a lot of tight ends. We might as well keep going there. We saw today some sets with uh, three tight ends with Stevenson and I believe
1: Parker on mm-hmm. the other
0: side. Um, Sokol appears like he may be the third guy on the depth chart right now. Um, other guys at, at various points have, have made a couple plays. Uh, Furkser. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Firkser. Anthony Ferkser. That name
1: intimidates me. Yeah, I don't like to. It's, every um, time I go
0: to say it, I have to think about yeah, it. Yeah, me like too. Uh, and also, Scotty Washington. You know, I joke to you, all the other tight ends I can think of plays, uh, except for your guy. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, Hunter Henry. Let's, let's go down the Hunter Henry road real quick. So, through three days, we've had two interceptions from Kyle Duggar in coverage. And people are like, oh, Duggar making plays. For the totality of the three days, I think Hunter Henry has gotten the better of Kyle Duggar. Yes, I would agree. More consistent receptions. Maybe not, you know, the turnovers are flashy. And I think Hunter Henry has looked pretty damn good. He's been their best weapon on offense, for sure. And that's good because he was Max Guy year one. Then there was the weirdness of whatever last year was. And it kind of later in the year, they picked up the pace Mm -hmm. a little bit. But he was kind of the forgotten guy. Uh, And I know Coach Belichick's talked about his offseason and being here and, and everything he's done. I think if you're going to look at the tight end position and say somebody's going to have a really good year, I I would keep it simple and just look at Hunter Henry. You talk about a binky, a
1: security blanket, however you want to name it. That's what Henry is to Mac. I'm reading from Zach Cox from Nesson uh, with the stats on it. Through three practices, Mac Jones is 7 for 10 when targeting Hunter Henry in competitive drills. He is 12 for 30, a 40% rate. Uh, when throwing to anybody else. So they clearly have something going and uh, they clearly need to build something up with everybody else.
0: So Hunter Henry is your go-to playmaker. We can have a debate down the road whether that's a good or a bad thing, if he should be your go-to guy, if that's good enough. We can talk about that later. What we're going to talk about now, Matthew Judon. So we talked about it yesterday, the potential for a hold-in. It kind of blew up. A lot of people started talking about it, writing about it. Um, I think it's pretty much a given now that he would like a better contract. That's been sort of reported by Phil Perry, by Mike Giardi, various sources. Uh, But Matthew Judon was on the practice field today, stayed on the practice field today, did not go down to the lower field and do conditioning with the rehab staff, did some early positional drills, then took part rotationally in some 11-on-11 type stuff. Then he addressed the media afterwards, Uh, happy to be here, Um, said they're kind of working him into shape, basically, to paraphrase a lot of words and then was asked specifically about his contract, said he's happy to be here, not gonna talk contract with the media because all snitches, yep. uh, and then said the market changes like it did on the first day of camp when guys got paid, which is a weird comment to make if you're not thinking about your contract. Yeah, right. yeah. So the one thing he didn't say is, no, I don't want a new contract, or no, I'm perfectly happy with my c-. He He avoided that. Right. So I feel no differently than I did. I think this is an amicable, I don't even want to say contract dispute. I think there is some talking going on. I also wonder, Bill Belichick talked about guys being in various stages of participation. I wonder if, even in this, again, speculation, it's what I did yesterday and I speculated down the right road. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if maybe this was something that was going on in the back burner with Matt Groh, Richard Miller, the people that do contracts, the agents. And now, yesterday, it kind of coming to the forefront. I wonder if Bill Belichick maybe puts it higher on his to-do list yeah. or gets involved or something. I do, my guess, very simply, I'm not cynical on this at all. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be here. And I think he's going to have more money in his pocket later this summer, early in the fall, wherever. however they work out. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's kind of how I read it. It's like, okay, he, he did his little sit-in, sit-out the last two days. Yeah. Everyone caught on yesterday. And now all of a sudden behind closed doors they are like, okay, we're going to ramp this thing up. Uh, I'm sure uh, it wouldn't shock me if by Sunday he had some sort of quick pay Same. bump and he was right back on the field. Like and, that's kind of what it feels
0: like. And it could be anything again, just speculating a few million dollars given to him, a few million dollars more in incentive, turning salary into guarantees, perhaps something. Yeah. he's going to get some money. I do think he'll get more money, not just turning salary. Into okay. guarantees. So you think, I think there's a raise get a bump. Okay. And my guess is it's a split bump that they can say has the potential to earn $7 million more. Three is like guaranteed, four is incentives right, or right. whatever. But I think he will get a bump in pay. He deserves it. I've said it ad nauseum. I don't need to keep saying it. I think he's done everything at yeah. a high level, on and off the field, leadership, whatever.
1: Um Belichick quick, loves his you know, his Patriot way, quick bumps, quick thank yous, and he's the one
0: he's right. one of, if not the only guy who's exemplified it over the last few Correct. years. Correct. Um and then the last thing on Matthew Judon is he talked to the media, his son. I'm ninety nine percent sure it was his son because he said my dad. Oh then yeah, okay. Well, he literally sat between me and Mike Reese yeah. on the hill, and he like bumped me and like looked at us like, "Said like my dad or something. Oh, all right. Then <laughs> so, I lost him. 99%, and he had a little blue Matthew Judon jersey. I yep. wondered why he didn't have a red sweatshirt on. I thought that yeah. would be more. But he's a child. He probably sweat not need to sweat. Right. You know, he's not getting in shape like uh, Matthew Judon told us. He learned from Terrell St- Suggs back in the day. Um, but other areas I want to focus on, uh, I thought, again, a day where the defense won the day. Yep. The secondary won the day. Uh, We talked a lot about the cornerback position yesterday. It was more circa last year looking today with Jonathan Jones on the outside, Marcus Jones on the inside. I thought Jonathan Jones had a phenomenal practice. Yeah, he was my player of the day. Tremendous late, tight coverage. Some contested catches with late hands is the Patriot way, sort of punching the ball out at that last minute, just when you think the receiver might come down with it, Devontae Parker, and then, boop, punch the ball out. Um, I thought they looked really good. I thought... Christian Gonzalez continues to look competitive. He talked to the media today. I listened to him for a while. Dude is just a cool, calm, collected mm-hmm. professional. He just, even with the media, you know, somebody asked about the contract. Did you buy anything? Not really worried about that. <laughs> you know, the yeah. meetings and just confidence he talked about, something I've always had. Like everything. He just likes to play football. Yes. He's just here for ball. Yep. I, I, this is where I start to play your side of the street, Fitzy's side of the street. Hey. But like, What's not to like at this point about Christian Gonzalez? Nothing. I don't have a single fear. He may stink when he goes up against <laughs> so-and-so, like uh, Garrett Wilson right, or right. whoever, because they get paid too, and they're good or whatever. But uh, like, there's but he'll no be likable doing it. Yes, <laughs> yeah, right. There's, But even his skill I look at, and the right. length and the smoothness, and he's raw. Mm-hmm. Like, he's still young. Young football-wise, young rookie-wise, young age-wise. I um. I'm a buyer on the the Christian Gonzalez train and where that's going to start the year. And then I really expect that by the end of the year, we're talking about him as a number one corner for this team. Like sauce Gardner type of season from last year. I want to, I want to, I want to be a little, I I don't want to set an unfair expectation. That's fair. But I think the best corner in his
1: class, like not just talking about him as a rookie, but as a like football player, not
0: talking about him as a potential filled cornerback, but, He's the Patriots' number one quarterback. Yeah. Whether he's a top five corner, top 10 corner, we can go down that road in, in the future. Mm-hmm. But I think I think you have your number one corner, and that allows other things to fall into place with Marcus Jones, yep. Jack Jones, Jonathan Jones, everything else. Um, I think I actually noted you writing this. Um, the one thing we haven't seen that is a little interesting, Jack Jones, still the second group, by the yep. way, um, is Jalen Mills is a safety. Yep. Now, we talked a little bit about this yesterday because he was a corner for basically the last two years. Maybe this is just let's load him up with reps on safety to get him back into that mentality, that world that he's done before, did it plenty in Philly, but had sort of had a two year hiatus. Maybe it's that, or maybe he's a safety. Maybe right. they look at that position because I will say, I mentioned it earlier, Kyle Duggar to me is not an elite cover safety, is adequate. There are, he will win his battles, but I think if you ask him to cover too consistently against good athletes, I think he's probably going to win less than 50% mm-hmm. of those battles. Um, I think Adrian Phillips, same th- Jabril Peppers, like, they don't have a cover safety. Who knows what our guy Marty Mapu is. <laughs> well, Marty Mapu. Whatever. However you like to say it, Ross Tucker. That's um, going to
1: get st- – I'm going to be calling him Marty Mapu all year now. Gonna stick. I'm going to say it on
0: TV and <laughs> yeah. people what the hell is this guy talking about. Yeah. Um, so I just wonder, maybe they say we we need a Devin McCourty close replication, and maybe that's the reason we're seeing all safety reps for Jalen Mills.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, when they when they signed him out of Philly, they signed him not as a safety, but he was a safety in his final year in Philly. He Correct. was pretty damn good. Comes in here, plays corner two years, you know, holds his own, was their de facto number one corner. Yep. Um, they clearly needed help, and they make it happen. And with, with the departure of McCourty, it sounded like after he left and then came back, he was coming back as a safety.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: When Jack Jones' thing happened, my first instinct was they're just going to bump Mills back to corner and they're not going to rely on Jack Jones to be the corner and they were going to move Mills there. But clearly, like you said, they're sort of relying on him to be their cover safety and not their box you know, hard-hitting safety, if you will. Um, And I think he's done a good job there, and I think with what... John Jones has shown at corner the last two days. They're fine with not having Mills there. I think they would rather him in the safety, uh, in the safety room, like you said, as the cover guy. Um, and going back quickly to the the cornerback talk on the other side of Christian Gonzalez. Uh, yesterday was Marcus Jones day on the boundary. It wasn't great, but you know our line of thinking here on Six Rings was well, if John Jones can lock up the inside, then they're fine with Marcus Jones on the outside. But clearly, it looked a lot more fluid, and everyone looked a lot more comfortable today with Jones on the outside and Marcus on the inside. John, Jones, too many damn Joneses. Too many, I I just, many Joneses. Keep up with this. the Joneses. Yeah, seriously. Marcus on the outside, John on the inside, Christian on the other outside, and you're kind of cooking with gas. So and you don't even need
0: Mills in the room anymore. Let's continue this discussion of coverage, because sure. the coverage has been good. Yes. Or, or, oh, yeah, has the route running and separation been bad? Um
1: i think it's a good mix of both (laughs) i love the fence (laughs) uh (laughs) no it'll be interesting and they they haven't really been tested the corners and the safeties and the you know the coverage in general there hasn't really been much of a test
0: they're just better than the patriots weapons yeah and it's basically that um so is that disappointing or is it or is that where we say it's day three it's early don't worry about it
1: so it's day three and it's early but we, about it. We knew that this was gonna be a problem. And
0: well, this is Juju? why this is Juju's an upgrade from Jacoby Myers, I've been told. So was Jacoby
1: Myers gonna go out and cook the last three days if he was here? Probably I not. watched
0: Jacoby Myers every time he stepped on a football field show the ability to get open and catch the football. He was consistent. Okay. You're not gonna change games, break games, whatever, but you could go to him and you could he would get open like Well yesterday Juju had a good day.
1: A, today okay, was I, today was meh.
0: Yeah. I didn't see anybody offensively I was all that excited about besides it. Henry Henry and maybe DeMario Douglas he had a couple in a in a late grouping with I think Bailey Zappi yeah he made a couple plays out of the slot he and cooked Miles Brown school yeah. it looked like Edelman Welker Troy Brown quick little guy in the slot mm-hmm. actually led to a discussion uh with whoever I was around like hey maybe we'll go back to that you know the They've they've evolved and wanted to like, hey, if we keep a bigger slot receiver, we can. The run game is helped out, blocking, blah blah blah. I kind of liked the days when a quarterback knew my little quick guy was probably going to get open, and I, if I wanted to, I could get rid of the ball quickly right. for five yards. We
1: can get five yards here if we want it.
0: And every Demario time. Douglas
1: looks like that. Well, that's why I thought it was so intriguing that the last three days, as a sixth round rookie, that he was immediately slotted in with the first grouping. Yep, when it was. It was Taekwon and Juju and uh, Thornton and Kendrick Bourne, and then it's not just them four, but it's Tomorrow Douglas too. When all the other young rookies, like your Keishawn Booties and your Ed Lees and your uh, I think there's one more Malik Cunningham, yep. those are all the scout guys. Can but we- Demario is already on the on that you know first pedestal, which I find interesting. They clearly want to
0: try to use his skill set. So we need to talk about my guy uh, Keishawn Booties. Still, he um, did you watch the wet ball drill today? I missed it today. I saw so yesterday. So they did the same drill. Yeah. Bucket with water, Mac throwing, Zappy throwing, and it turns into a special teams open field tackling. Right. So to paint the picture, the receiver catches the ball kind of coming across. Troy Brown and another coach or ball boy, they both have pads. They kind of hit the guy. He splits them, gets upfield, and like 10 or 15 yards downfield, there's a guy to make an open field tackle. Angles, not full hitting, obviously. Right. But guess what Kayshawn Booty did today? What? Dropped so- it again? No. Okay. So the line is going. It's starting. You know, some of the early guys, Parker, whoever's taking reps. Are, so he's like sixth in line. Then a couple other receivers were late to get there. He just kind of drifts back oh, to make boy. sure he's ninth in line. Oh, oh, there's a trainer over there. I'm going to walk over there and get a water. Right, I'm drinking, standing by the trainer. Oh, around. boy. He never took a single rep. So, okay, I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit. doubt. you're dealing with something. You tweak something. You're talking to a trainer, a ball girl, a water girl, whatever she was. Instantly, the whistle blows. The drill ends. Runs over and takes part fully in the next drill. I forget whether it was seven on seven or something. He was very so crushed by yesterday's debacle. Dropping see, see, the these wet are the balls. observations I need in my notebook. Oh my god, he wanted no part of the drill. Yeah, remember yesterday, Troy gave him a second shot and then basically told him to get the bleep out of my drill. Yep. Um, it, it's That's a bad. I don't want to make too much of this, but for a guy who's kind of underachieved mm-hmm. based on his talent and his early career at LSU. To me, it was just a telling visual that he wanted no part. Po- like I feel like, and and again, I'm getting cliche here and really making more than I should, but like I feel like Julian yeah. Edelman would have been all jazzed up to right. get out there and prove to them that yeah. I can catch a damn wet ball. And and if you won- again, it's it it's kind
1: of
0: I guess shitty to try. Hey, and make hey, some- hey hey hey, we're on a podcast. I heard you already swore on the air at We. I did. Yes, that was. I've uh, never done that. I've been on the air full time for like three years and fill in for like ten.
1: Pretty good. Yeah, I got to get better in at... like
0: your first six months.
1: Yeah, so okay, so this is a podcast. We're allowed to swear on podcast, right? Yeah, okay. I mean, when uh, we have kids listening. Radio, radio. I, I do. I need to the FCC tonight. You do that tonight, six yeah, tonight, to nine, Rich Keefe's show. I'll try not to. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, where was I going with this? Uh, something shitty? Kayshawn Boutte. shitty booty. Should oh someone who has had you know not a a good start to again like you said college NFL trying to make a name trying to make a yeah. spot get out there and prove that you can do it right why would you step away like that's just gonna if you do that you're just gonna continue to fall back like literally and figuratively fall back behind these other receivers and eventually
0: you're gonna get cut I think he's got no shot yeah me either zero shot and everybody was all jazzed up they got a steal in the sixth round he's a weapon he's a this 300 yards no he has no shot and today was because the other thing is he doesn't make any plays I don't see any plays he had an opportunity today in that early drill in the back corner of the end zone, and it got punched out Like yeah, you know, yeah, it was. It would have been a tough catch, right? But you're looking to spark something. To Those show are the up catches like, you need to make to yes. try and make this team. Yep. Flip side of that is uh, once upon a time talk of summer. Uh, Trey Nixon, um, he stinks now. So the next thing, I have enough bashing of booty, booty bashing. Um, offensive line. So I noticed today at one point late, it has been Trent Brown, Cole Strange, David Andrews. Bill Murray, let's pause there for a minute. Anyone concerned that the backup right guard, because Mike Onwenu not out there, is a defensive lineman? And I know he's made the transition and no, he right. has done well, but like, haven't they brought in a bunch of linemen, draft picks, different things? Like, where are all these City Sows and right. Chasen Hines and, and all these names? Yep. How did Bill Murray, a defensive lineman, pass them all up?
1: They drafted three interior offensive linemen: Jake, a- Jake, Andrews, City Sow, and Antonio Mafi, and none of them are taking reps over Bill Murray, which mm.
0: D lineman, a converted D lineman, line. and again,
1: maybe he's doing a good job with it, but so it's okay that he's it's okay that they have a placeholder for Onwenu. He's getting healthy. He, you know, is a a candidate for a contract extension. Whatever whatever is wrong with him, right. whatever's going on, like it's okay to have a placeholder there until he's here. But to have it be Bill Murray is something of note. Like, like there was some optimism about these
0: young guys, right? And no offense to Bill Murray, but where are the young guys? So that's one aside, right? It's it's a, it's a, a little different, different. yeah. And, because if 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 someone goes down, you're really going to go to Bill Murray again. It's I, maybe I don't, like I don't want to totally poo-poo it because the one thing that I find interesting is Adrian Clem's arrival. It's not like you he's could have a a loyalty to Bill Murray. But yeah, he just got here. True. So I think it's actually maybe a good sign if Adrian Clem is making any of these decisions. Which yeah. Which, that could be debatable. Who knows? Right. Telling him who to put where. It's probably Bill Belichick. True. But, um, so that might be a positive. Maybe he's the next really good story about offensive line development in New England. Yeah. I just, that has sort of caught my attention that he has been the consistent kind of placeholder. Right. The other uh, spot, the right tackle spot, there's been a lot of Riley Reef. Late today, Connor McDermott got some reps with that group. And I know we saw some of that in the spring. Yep. You have no pads are on, so this is way too early a question to be asking. But you're going to ask it anyway. <laughs> uh, absolutely, we do a daily podcast. I might ask it again after uh, Sunday's practice. Sure. We'll keep right on rolling. Um, any early feel for Riley Reef, Connor McDermott? I know Calvin Anderson is the wild card because he's not out there yep. right now. Any like early predictions from uh, Mike Cadlick on the right tackle spot?
1: I would say it's Reef's job to lose. And I think that them putting McDermott, lose it? well, yeah, of course he could, but I think them putting McDermott out there is more of again contingency, giving him a chance, giving me sh- like I don't think Riley Reef has done anything over the last three days to lose that job. Like I think he's just kind of been there. And again, there's no pad, so right. um, I think that it's clearly Trent on the left, and then they're gonna piece it together the best they can on the right. And if Trent's there, then they'll probably ju- they'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't think Reef has done anything wrong, per se. I think, again, that's just trying to get another guy, different reps in case. I mean, again, Riley Reef is, what, 35, 34? Oh, yeah. So, like, He's... if he if he can't last, then you want to at least have a guy like McDermott who can, you know, be there and fill in and
0: be comfortable with the other linemen a lot. want to play more. a quick game of more likely here on the Six Rings podcast. I would love to. More likely, Riley Reef starts 13 games or retires. I think it's more likely he starts 13 years. Okay, yeah. I like the optimism. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure I agree, but hey. We'll if he's been along. here three days and he's you know on the starting line for most all three days, again. It's hot out there, keep,
0: though. Do you think he's just going to call it quits? We've seen it before, knowing when guys have been As a starter, right. though? Um, I don't know about as a starter. Right, that's but why guys like, in the O-line mix have called it a career during the course of the last yeah. 20 years. Yeah, ago. that's fair. I'm just saying, it's hot. So you... what so you Ads are coming. Okay, so what do you think? Retire. Um, what's more likely? Retire. Okay. Or gets cut and then no amount wants him, so he retires.
1: So the thing that I'm curious to see is Calvin Anderson because um, he's not out here. Right. He uh, was a free agent signing. Yep. And look, if like he could easily be on his way out, um, just... Oh, sorry. No, he could be on his way out just as easily as a guy like Riley Reef is on his way out because he's he hasn't really been here, and they haven't really um, they haven't got the pads on. They're not really doing much, but if he's not out here, like where, where does he fall into place when he yeah, comes out? Yeah, he's
0: back? certainly not a guy that is in the veteran, hey, whenever you're ready, the job's yours kind of more. Right. Like he's former practice squatter. Right? So, yeah, I still find the offensive line um, certainly interesting, maybe concerning, Uh, but if Trent's okay I think they're okay I think he's the linchpin in all of this he is and I won't know that until like week six that's true because I thought early last year he looked okay and then he kind of fell off the rails so yeah there's a lot to talk about there uh obviously not much to talk about I don't think one of the questions of the last couple days was Ramondre Stevenson like hey how come he's not doing Mm -hmm. much he did more today um also thought the offensive kind of Cheated slash waved the white flag on some of the goal line stuff when they ran the ball. I'm like, there's no pass. Yeah, I know. I can't yeah, right. Ball. Yeah. What is this? No one's gonna um, touch him. He scores, and it looks yeah, like a touchdown. Yeah, That's, like yeah. no, no. You you couldn't get in most of the time when you were throwing it. You right. weren't getting good spacing. Although I will say, your guy Mike Kosicki, did say um, he likes the communication and the spit, like not a lot of mental errors, those types of things. Which for a new offense, new coordinator coming off what we saw last year um i think those are some pros a lot of special teams work today yeah a lot of it a lot i think they did everything
1: pretty yeah, much punt, kick punt return yeah. kick kick return field, field goals
0: goal, um i go block drills yes yeah, so they, they covered all the special teams as paul pro likes to say uh, bill feel free to do that on your own time we don't need to watch that uh especially in a league where they're minimizing special teams yep. moving forward but i did want to um say something else that i have since forgotten i oh bill Belichick mentioned we've talked about could all of the specialists be kind of kept around mm. oh you gotta got a list you're on oh or did you pull something maybe you should be on IR for a few weeks kind yeah. of thing and bill did say all four I forgot how he said it will probably be in the league this year or probably be you know have jobs or something so I think he's acknowledging now Nick Folk is the wild card to me because I feel like if he got cut could he just retire maybe probably um, yeah but if somebody comes to him and says, here's X million dollars, we need a veteran kicker, that might advise right. him to give it the old college try for one more year. Um, if you had to bet right now, the punter and the kicker to open the season against the Eagles will be?
1: Chad Ryland as the kicker okay. and Bryce Baringer as the punter. Me too. I just think that spending that kind of draft capital on those guys, it's hard to, it's hard to cut them and cut bait with them unless – they have a racist tattoo on them,
0: like Justin Rohrwasser. Okay, I don't know if we need to go down that road. We well, have like, that but, road before. But that's like the. Geez, the like guy swearing and I'm bringing up racism in a podcast. Well, so Where's think... Fitzy when I need him?
1: <laughs> the re- Rohrwasser probably would have been the kicker. It wasn't really a skill thing. They drafted him in the fifth round. You're not going to. Well, gonna...
0: he kind of stunk, too. He was not as good as Ryland.
1: No, I agree, but you're not going to draft a guy in the fifth round and just cut bait with him immediately. Right. He like, probably he, at least would have stuck so around on a list. Off like... the field issues is yeah. probably how I should. I'm, I'm very. Uh, I'm not censoring myself today i, know, I, I apologize
0: Jeez, but it's no a podcast but you can't say anything you want so
1: no i would say ryland and barringer because they spent a
0: fourth and a sixth on them like i would say it as well but not as much for that is and i had this conversation with uh buddy mike reese um and i was telling him about i think i said this to you yesterday i think those guys are kind of exciting the yeah. ball jumps off their feet um Ryland you said that last time on someone, radio right about uh, i think i might so. Yeah. yeah. And I said to Mike Reese, in a camp where, and this may be disrespectful to the bulk of the roster, there's not a lot of wows. There's not, none of the quarterbacks have this cannon where you're like, oh my God, did you see that laser he just threw? And I'm not saying that makes you good. Ryan Mallett had a cannon, wasn't necessarily, God rest his soul, um, Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily a great quarterback, but they don't really have a lot of just wow stuff. When Behringer hits it, sometimes it's a wow. It's like, whoa. you look up and you just think, that's something that not many people on this planet can do make the ball go that high, that far for that long. And I think Ryland has a really strong leg. So I think they are showing now what matters is, and we're sitting overlooking Gillette Stadium, you know, can they come in the preseason and actually put it through the uprights in a game right. setting or in a practice game setting and some of that? But I think early returns are good for the uh, the young specialists.
1: Belichick talked about the the new video board too today. They it's talked massive. about the it's massive. We're sitting here watching some yep. revolution. highlights. Heilis
0: Gill is on it right now.
1: Yep. Um, but no, he talked about the the effect on the wind and how they've already been in here working on it, getting the uh, the field goals ready and trying to you know feel it out as far as because when it was opened up like that, there was clearly some sort of wind tunnel type oh, situation here. Yep. Whether it's gone or whether it's a different path. They had it down pat, and now it's completely changed. It's going
0: to be different. And that's also, I think, one of those things that might be good for young players. They don't know what it used to be. right? All they know is whatever they do when they come out here now. So they don't know how to to break habits or anything or think, you know, I've been in this spot before. It usually does X, and now it does Y. So I think that might actually, if we're right, and if the young guys are you know, a leg up at potentially being the, the punter and the kicker, um, they'll just learn on the fly with what the actual conditions are. They, and you'll obviously have the advice of, you have know, plenty of special teams coaches. We've talked about it with Joe Judge and Cam Accord and plenty of guys advising them on what maybe to expect.
1: I'm just thinking and workshopping the,
0: the kicker punter situation yep. here as Spit we get the wheels are spinning. Six rings and football things. The only place in late July you'll get five good minutes on the rookie punter and rookie kicker. Yes. So, so Nick Folk. Yep. Is not a uh,
1: a kickoff kicker. Correct. Chad Ryland is. Correct. If Folk beats out Ryland, I think Waitman will be the punter because he can do kickoffs. Are you, are you understanding where I'm going? Is
0: Behringer not a kickoff? I don't
1: know, but I saw Waitman getting reps as the as the kickoff guy today. I didn't see Behringer.
0: Okay, something, so I
1: noticed Waitman.
0: Okay, something we can monitor. I but, like these little minutiae storylines yes. to monitor because guess what? Sometimes they actually matter. Yes, exactly. Okay, so we'll keep an eye on just, not th- only just their work primary shopping. roles, yeah. but how secondary roles are affected with their primary role successes, yep. and failures. I like that. Anything else from the Mike Cadlick, com observations, news, notes, and nuggets? Let's see. Anything you want to get out there before we wrap this up? Yeah,
1: let's see what we can pull. Um we talked about Taekwon and Gasicki. We talked about Douglas. Uh, Mac Jones, Hunter Henry is obviously uh, the best connection we've seen on offense. Marte Mapu, still in the non-contact jersey, but uh, he looks fast as wonder hell. I wonder if he'll
0: lose that on Monday. Uh, yeah, I wonder when once the they put the pads on. on
1: yeah, we'll see. Um, it's He doesn't look injured. I mean, again, it's a pack, He flies so, around. Right, he flies like around. He's a beast. Yeah. Um, Marcus Jones looks good. Jordan Healy, special teamer. Yep. Um, looking like... What
0: they call him? The pipeline Ace. guy. Yeah. So. I was looking in the uh, media guide last oh. night. Various things. Apparently his nickname is Ace. Interesting. Um, no, besides that, it was a pretty uh, straightforward day. Special team's heavy, and they are off tomorrow before getting back to it on Sunday. Yes, and I'm very much looking forward to the coming week. Even Matthew Judon said real football getting close, pads coming on. And he actually, I think, in there said, I'll be out there then. I think he actually predicted, if you go back and listen real closely to his media availability, that Monday, we all believe, will be the first day in pads. Sounds like Matthew Judon is targeting that for more active practice. I think he's going to have a new contract by Monday. Mike was predicting new contract by Monday. I am predicting new contract at some point in the next couple weeks or month. I think that will play itself out in a positive fashion. I think it would be dumb for it not to. I, I don't really... If you're the Patriots... The guy has as strong a case as anyone that he's underpaid and deserves a little bump. Doesn't seem like he's being a dink or re- you know, really going down a negative holdout road right. that it's still kind of amicable and conversations can be had. It's a so very I, polite hold in. It is. And I and I think that should pay off. There should be a positive reaction to that and find a way to get it done. Uh, we will be back on Sunday for all the news, all the notes, all of the observations, not sure who, who it will be because I actually have a radio shift, but I know Mike will be here okay. and at the very least, he'll give you his observations and I would hope that I'm going to be able to jump in on that. And then next week, we get into Monday with pads. I think we're going to have a couple padded days and then we're starting to get as what Bill Belichick predicted, I think yesterday, the dog days of training camp are around the corner, yep. stays hot, maybe there's some thunder, there's even a concert behind us setting up. So... Lots of activity for the football team and Gillette Stadium and contract negotiations and everything else that goes into it. And uh, whatever we hear, whatever we see, we'll bring it to your ears here on Six Rings and Football Things. Appreciate you listening to us, joining us. If you have any questions, hit us up, Six Rings Pod, on Twitter. We're happy to answer those in future podcasts. Please, as always, review and subscribe and tell a friend as we grow the Six Rings Podcast podcast. Family for Mike Cadlick, Andy Hart, and the off day Fitzy, apparently. Yeah, jeez. I'm Andy Hart. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Six Rings and Football Things.